...here to begin where the mule and Topakoba's horse were waiting. But in all fairness, the prince had already melted out enough to confuse the heel and toe impressions. It was difficult to tell which direction the walker had headed. Anybody come off the reservation in the last day? Nope. Mounting, the young cop started down the trail, leading the mule on a hand-woven rope. Not a store-bought one. A poor people, the Havasupai the eastern pie, too far from any beaten track to profit from the Indian gambling boom. Emmett saw a blessing in that. His opposition to gaming, the criminal element it often brought into Indian country, had made him a pariah with several tribal councils, but he remained convinced the boom would one day go bust. Clucking his tongue to get the gelding going, he followed Topakoba. He always disliked descending into the canyon. The soaring walls and narrow sky made him claustrophobic. Six miles and two thousand vertical feet below lay tiny Supai, the only real village on the Havasupai Reservation. Maybe the toughest Indian settlement outside Alaska to reach, a nearly impregnable sanctuary for a fugitive as long as he could appease the clannish Pai, a place where the unspeakable could be done with only the cliffs for witnesses. Emmett's office had arranged to hire a helicopter for him in Williams, but then the storm had swept in a day earlier than expected, just like mid-December. But secretly Emmett preferred going in on horseback. He had grown up around horses. He missed them, living in the city, missed the freedom of taking a mount out into the sea of grass. His people had been the Mongols of the southwest plains, measuring wealth and prestige by ponies. The rhythmic sway of haunches and creak of old leather could almost persuade him that this was a journey without something grisly at its end. It hadn't felt like that in his car on the race up State Route 89, the whine of the windshield wipers reminding him of a pathologist's bone saw, the worst part of witnessing a post-mortem, the sound that saw made. The rocks were slick under the slushy snow and Emmett tried not to think about the plunging cliff that lined the trail. "'Who found it?' he asked. "'My cousin.' "'How?' Topakoba twisted around in the saddle to face him. "'Misty was looking for one of her lambs, and there it was up this cleft. Came home at a dead run. Grandma said she'd caught the spirit sickness and put her to bed right away.' He gave an uncertain smile. Either he doubted such things or wanted Emmett's opinion. Parker said nothing. It was too soon to trust a man who, in the closed world of the pie, claimed to know nothing about the gruesome discovery other than what his cousin had told him, and a man who might be able to lie with no apparent difficulty. I'd like to talk to Misty. Can't, Topakoba said. Why not? She's away at the Kotex hut. Menstrual isolation. Emmett hadn't realized that the Havasupai observed the custom. So Misty found it yesterday, and you called my office right away. I guess. Either you called or you didn't. I radioed, Topakoba said irritably. The phone line went in a big rockfall. We just got shortwave in the village now. Coconino Sheriff phoned you for me. Emmett's receptionist had said nothing about the call being relayed in this way. He glanced up again. The sky had darkened. 
They'd come down out of the snowfall into a steady rain. It popped against Topakova's green nylon police jacket. The overcast had gone from a blank white to a curdled gray. The surface of the trail shimmered with rivulets of mud. Emmett noticed that Topakoba's hands kept flexing on the reins, and the man looked all around each time the trail zigzagged. "'Any strangers come down to Supai lately?' Emmett asked. "'Just the usual.' "'What's the usual?' "'Tree-huggers. Sierra clubbers.' Then he added cryptically, "'Babylon.' But someone or something else had been in the canyon. Perhaps it was still lurking nearby. A presence Topakoba found troubling. Still, Emmett knew that it was too soon to lean on the man. With each passing day, the challenge expressed on the sign at the trailhead was becoming increasingly strident in Indian country.